to the Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay, and we are so happy that you're here joining us. Today's topic is social media and minimalism. The kids are back to school, our regular routines are coming into play, and we find ourselves with this constant struggle, how much is too much when it comes to social media. But before we get into that, Lindsay, how are you doing? I am great. How are you? I'm doing well. How's your, what's your weekend looking like? Really good. We're having company over for dinner tomorrow afternoon, and it's actually people that have never been here before. I I believe it's three young gentlemen, and so, and they all happen to work at high-end restaurants, and somehow I have to cook a meal for these guys that (laughs) are used to really great meals and really great cocktails, so I am feeling the stress. Wow. Yes. Um, Can you divulge? What I'm going to make? Yes. A little bit of your menu. I am relying on a local butcher who does excellent. So I'm really relying. They've actually put together delicious um, kebabs and my husband will grill those up and they're just marinated pork and good veggies. And then they also make, this is a regional thing. So people outside of our area won't get this, but massive. We live in a a German area, right? In in Waterloo Mm -hmm. region. And so Mm -hmm. schnitzel is a big... (laughs) It's a big thing. And this place makes the best schnitzel. I love schnitzel. (laughs) I hate saying that word so many times. (laughs) Um, So I am making that and they can have both. So some, you know, grilled. The other other problem is we're having them over following mass and our mass is at three in the afternoon and it goes till around four, four thirty. So it has to be something that we can pull together relatively quickly because they're going to come right back to our house with us. And so Mm -hmm. I have to be able, so these are easy meals that are also delicious. So some fresh lemon, they can take the grilled veggies off the kebab and put it on top of their schnitzel, some roasted vegetables, a salad, and I'm doing the Nigella Lawson lemon tender cake that I made last week that we are still raving about. So I'm making another lemon tender cake and it's on Nigella's website. So I highly recommend that everybody look that up. That will be dessert. And I think my husband will make Caesars and we'll have some um, sparkling white wine and some vodka and sodas and should be all good. Once you pour a few drinks, I find it all gets a lot better. That's right. And I wanted to say happy birthday, Michelle. What's going on for you this weekend? Oh, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, My birthday plans are pretty simple for this year. Um, Being at the end of the summer, having a birthday, I find that there's a lot of traveling going on, family on vacation and weddings and showers. So my birthday is usually pretty low key. Um, but my husband and I got a chance to uh, sneak out for dinner earlier this week, and Ooh. we took our two-year-old for sushi. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other ones were with their grandma. So, um, yeah, that was a treat. And we haven't been for ages. And so there were all kinds of things on the menu that we had never tried before. It was like a completely different place. So that was great. And are you pretty adventurous? We are pretty adventurous with our food. We're usually up for anything. Um, I can't think of anything. I just have to be selective at the sushi restaurant because it's all you can eat. And so if you're not careful, uh, especially with only two people, there are like eight pieces of sushi in a roll that you ordered. You can get full very fast. And so going for sushi with my husband, we are very serious strategists. (laughs) 
at the sushi restaurant. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes. So, um, but that was great. We had a really great time. And then uh, tonight, today is actually my birthday and um, my family is going to come over for dinner. My mom, my dad and my brother. So yeah, th- I'm looking forward to having dinner with them and playing cards. And, Wonderful. Yeah. Are you having to cook or is any, are they bringing stuff? No, my husband is cooking everything. Um, Phil is an awesome cook and he won a smoker at a work conference this year. So we've been smoking everything this summer. And so he has spent all day today smoking ribs and, um, a chicken. And so we're just going to tonight we feast. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy. That sounds great. Usually, we start every episode with a an etiquette tip. Um, Lindsay, what do you have for us today? Well, yes, we do usually start with an etiquette tip from Emily Post, but today it's just a quote from Emily Post. And so today we're looking at when Post was comparing the wealthy high society with what she termed as like the deeply moraled American Puritan society. And she was comparing these two groups and she said, Thus, best society is not a fellowship of the wealthy, nor does it seek to exclude those who are not of exalted birth, but it is an association of gentlefolk, of which good form and speech, charm of manner, knowledge of social amenities, and instinctive consideration for the feelings of others are the credentials by which society the world over recognizes its chosen members. And I'll just touch on a tiny bit about her life. Um, so Emily Post lived from 1872 to 1960. She was born Emily Price. She married Edwin Post. That marriage actually ended in 1905 when Emily left him after a series of of affairs with chorus ladies. Uh, so she was on her own with her two sons. And once they entered boarding school, she started writing. And as a, a you know busy mom, and you and I both love writing, I was actually encouraged that she didn't start writing until later. And this book, Etiquette, it has a much longer title. It's like Etiquette in the Home and Politics and Society and Business. It's something like that. But it's since been shortened to just Etiquette. Uh, she didn't write till she was 50 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm only 37 only in your in your early 30s now birthday today so that's actually really encouraging that she didn't she didn't write that big book now that book is in its 19th edition and it was written I believe in the early 1920s um so that's the book we're going to be getting a lot of our tips from because you know what etiquette doesn't go out of style it really doesn't yeah and sometimes it's nice to bring some things back. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? I like that quote um, from Emily Post, and that's the beginning of her book, you mm-hmm. said, right? Um, yeah. That introduction, that idea that uh, etiquette, manners, nobility, this idea of being a lady uh, has no real bearing on your station in life or your mm-hmm. wealth, right? It has everything right. to do with your conduct. Right. Yep. I love the term gentle folk too. And, and when she lists those things, um, you know, good form and speech, charm of manner, those are things that cost nothing. Mm-hmm. And those are things that everybody seemed to have uh, lived according to in the past. And we just don't live according to that now. You know, you only have to go online for a couple of minutes to see mm-hmm. that that manners have been forgotten. So that's something that we really want to talk about as this podcast progresses. Right. Being a lady is for everyone. That's correct. Except for men. 
Yeah. <laughs> they have their own. There's, there's, there's the art of manliness and some other good podcasts for them, but there's not as much for ladies. And so, um, you know, you and I, you and I are happy uh, to be proud ladies and want to continue to grow in that. And so that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to learn it along with our listeners. Perfect. So for our topic, we are going to talk about minimalism, but, you know, Michelle and I kept going back and forth with this idea of minimalism. It's such a popular idea right now. And and honestly, we both are pretty minimalist considering both each have four children mm-hmm. um, and busy lives, but we, we do a pretty good job of being minimalist in our homes and keeping on top of that. But we didn't feel that we were in a position to speak about that. And then we both had this idea of how with this free time and children going back to school, you know, our moms tend to go a little bit more online maybe and spend a little more, more time on Facebook and, you know, well-deserved downtime and social media. Mm-hmm. And we started to think about minimalism and social media. Now, this is something that we both need to work on and we have the hunch that a lot of other women need to work on too. And so we both spent time looking at our social media media accounts this morning and thought about ways that we can apply the the art of minimalism to our social media accounts. So Michelle, what did you find when you looked at your face at your Facebook? Yeah, so with Facebook, that's actually kind of interesting. Um, I'm usually more of an Instagram person, but mm-hmm. um, with Facebook, even having not been very active on there the last couple of years, uh, I was really surprised by how many groups and pages that I liked. And uh, most of the groups and pages are what were filling my newsfeed. Mm-hmm. So like I had 54 groups um, and 114 pages. And that may not seem like a lot, but some of those groups are very, very active. And so I didn't realize how often during the day I was listening to those voices. Mm-hmm. Um But uh, as I was going through and weeding and kind of getting rid of some of the older groups that I wasn't active in anymore, I had to laugh because there were a couple of them that came up with a warning as I tried to leave the group that says, you are the last person in this group. If you leave this group, it will delete the group. And I'm like, well, (laughs) obviously, um, this does not need to be here then. (laughs) And it just showed how uh, negligent I was at being uh, intentional and diligent about where I was on Facebook. So I found those those stats, if you will, very surprising. How about yours? Same thing. I, I I'm in. Uh, I was in 90 groups, and I managed to get that down to 34. And for the pages, it was something. I, I for my first count was 312. Wow. And I think I've reduced that down to about 130. Um, but I had some huge realizations when I was looking through my list um, of the pages that I was following and groups that I was in, and and maybe I'll just share that now. But some of them, I was realizing. We think we're just scrolling, right? We just Mm -hmm. think we're just scrolling and our eyes are just kind of glazed over as we're looking and certain funny jokes jump out at us. But I didn't realize that all of these things are voices, like you're saying, like they're voices that are in our head. And even if we're just scrolling by quickly, some things, these messages get planted into our brains. And so when I started looking at these groups I'm in and which ones I'm following, I also got a snapshot of where I was at in my life when I followed those pages. And Mm -hmm. so... I realized that the ones that aren't helping me uh, be a better person or be ladylike perhaps um, needed to go. So some of the groups that I was still a part of that I thought that maybe I should leave 
were um, some blogging groups because I haven't blogged in a long time. And seeing those was a constant reminder of my inability to blog right now. Mm. Uh, Some were uh, a lot of book club type groups. Again, I read every night, but I'm not going to read those books in those book clubs. So it's again, it's just like a reminder that I'm not reading those books and not focusing on the fact that I am reading other books all of these things I wasn't realizing until I stepped back and went, wow, all of these things I see constantly in my newsfeed and actually have a huge emotional response that I elicit that I didn't even realize that I was. Um, Did you come across things like that as well? Yes, I had um, a couple of groups. Um, Like I said, I wasn't on Facebook too much for the last couple of years. So I felt that that distance kind of um, gave me some uh, a little less emotional connection mm. to some of these groups. But at the same time, I was a part of homeschooling groups. Mm-hmm. I have never homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> I have thought about it. Like my husband and I, that was a very serious uh, discernment for us before mm-hmm. our oldest started going to school. But a few years into school, she's doing very well and we're very happy in our school community. And so mm-hmm. it's not something on our immediate horizon. But it was, like you said, it was keeping me back there to that place and time. And then I start doubting myself and thinking, well, maybe I should be homeschooling. Wouldn't it be so nice? Look at these people. Look at all the good that they're doing. I want to be a part of that. And that was hard for me to get rid of. Um, I think this year I really realized uh, now sending three of my four to school Mm -hmm. this fall, I am really out of the camp of currently actively discerning homeschooling. I felt I could up to this point with so many at home, I could pretend (laughs) to myself that I was still on the fence. (laughs) And so that was like, um, just, uh, I always find it very easy to hide behind my indecisiveness. Mm -hmm. And even something so simple that you would think of leaving a Facebook group was like you said, a goodbye. Yeah. Uh, Or at least a goodbye for now of a chapter that I made up a really big part of my last few years in our bid for minimalism. And I do try to do like physical households, minimalism and decluttering too, um, being part of so many buy and sell groups and uh, topic specific buy and sell groups uh, was not helping me. It just feeds my um, desire for things. And so I had to say goodbye to those two. You're so right. Oh my goodness. I never thought about that because I just spent two weeks purging again, but you're in these groups and there's such great deals, right? And you're like, well, maybe I'll grab one more pair of snow pants because they're $5. And yeah, that's not helping anybody. (laughs) Although I will say you can't have too many snow pants. No, that is true. And it it does actually help. But like, it it is funny that, yeah, we... um, we are trying so hard to minimalize and then we fill our Facebook with these buy and sell groups. I never even made that link. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're welcome um, for my epiphany just like a few hours ago <laughs> for my own life. But this goes down to something that um, actually my mom has said this to me on a few occasions and I try to repeat it to myself now is that social media is like it's supposed to be a tool or a resource to better your real life, Mm. right? And for me, I find it very easy to let all of this become my life. Mm -hmm. This becomes my identity when in actual fact, um, Facebook's platform is here to serve um, some aspect of my life. Instagram, it's to serve some aspect of my real life and to recognize if 
that platform or any part of it is not doing that anymore, then I have to re-examine and reevaluate, right? Right, right. Because I think we do, we kind of become hypnotized by it and we do think it's mindless scrolling. But as we're just proving right now in our own, you know, short reflection on our, what, what we're sharing on Facebook, it's really showing me that it's not mindless scrolling and it, a lot of thought goes into this. And I, I think too that I found, what I found was most interesting, and I was actually showing this to my kids, is I think when you step, when you like look at your account and everything you've liked and everything you follow, it should properly represent who you are. I think you get a really good snapshot of who you are and people should see that. And uh, we all know that it should be our quote, authentic self, right? As a trending mm-hmm. term. But I, <laughs> I found it really interesting to look back and go, yeah, that is me. And, I, and it made me go, I do like where I'm at, like the things I am still you know, going to follow, you know, after I did a big clean out of everything I was following. You know, I saw a woman that loves reading, loves movies, loves cooking, loves still the idea of homesteading. I haven't stopped those pages yet, even though we are likely yes. never going to homestead. Uh, maybe I'll Same. get rid of those in a year from now. But right now I'm still okay with that. Um, but that, you know, I'm a woman that her faith and her health are really important to her and seeing, so like you're saying as a tool, um, the things that I've chosen to hold on to are the things that I want to see in my newsfeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, the right groups, uh, can really, uh, positively impact the parts of your life you're trying to grow in yeah. and get better in. Yeah. Uh, we just have to be selective. And, um, if this was real life like we cannot physically join this many um (laughs) physical groups and people but we'll pick like maybe one or two uh that really goes with who we are and um if we've done that correctly in real life they enhance it they um bring something to our lives and that is absolutely true for our online lives as well Absolutely. And there are amazing benefits. I met you through Facebook. I met um, and like we I met a whole group of real friends, like real life friends, because we all live in the same region that Mm -hmm. I would likely would have never met had I not been on Facebook. And so every time I think, oh, forget it all. You know, we go through these moments where we think, forget it all. I'm not going to go on it. At the same time, like you said, there are you know, real benefits to this as well. But I think something that we should touch on is the fact that when we've read studies on this, that social media can give us the false idea that we are being social. And Mm -hmm. so I think that some people can fall into that trap and especially busy moms. It is hard to make mom friends. It just really is in this day and age. And so sometimes, you know, we like everybody's posts. They comment on ours. There's that repartee back and forth and we can crawl into bed at night and think, well, done. I was social today and we weren't actually social. And I think that that is, is one of the downsides of this. And so I think that we need to really look at how to use it again as a tool to build real friendships out of it. And that has worked worked in my life and I know it's worked in your life and mm-hmm. I'm really thankful for that. And I think in the same way, um, it can make us, when we look at those book clubs or those prayer groups or some charity groups are part of, we can go pat ourselves on the back again at bedtime and go, yep, I was charitable today. I shared that article about that crisis over there. Yeah. It's this idea that if you rant about it on Facebook, then there you've somehow lessened the burden or, um, 
assisted in some important way. (laughs) And it's it really hasn't not only have you not physically done anything, but it has taken some of your precious time Mm. uh, that you maybe could have done something. You know, the internet makes the world so big. And in a lot of ways, that's wonderful. But in terms of activism and uh, reaching out and making the world a better place, uh, to truly do that, I think I'm realizing that it really does just start at home mm-hmm. and in your community. Making the world a better place is and always will be, I think, a grassroots movement. Mm-hmm. Again, what we're trying to say here with minimalism and social media is just really stepping back and saying, what am I engaging with in this virtual world? And is it taking up too much of my time? And where can I move that time? You know, now that the kids are going to be back in school, unless you're homeschooling. Um, So what can I do with that time? And so instead of following 30 different news sites and feeling like you're engaged, actually going into your community and doing something in your community and that sort of thing. Or instead of, like we said, following all these virtual book clubs, actually starting one with the ladies who live on your street that you probably don't even know their names. Mm -hmm. Um, So getting, you know, really minimalistic on your social media and pouring that attention, your attention, your gifts, your time into real life relationships. We can go a little bit into Instagram because it's a totally different thing. I follow, I don't even know how many, like hundreds and hundreds oh, of accounts. Gosh, yes. And you use Instagram, you said more than Facebook. So do you have any mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Yeah, I notice with Instagram, I like it um, a, a lot, lot more than Facebook. But I think that's for a very specific reason. I think when Facebook came out, I was in college and uh, I was in my late teens, Mm. early 20s. And that was the time that I needed to network and that I was meeting so many people, my world was getting bigger. Mm. And so there was no real thought process to building a Facebook identity. But Instagram, I really only joined it maybe in the last few years. And that's after a lot of life experience and a lot of figuring out what I like and what I'm about. And so my Instagram account has been much better curated to suit me. And so I've, I've actually nicknamed Instagram, like that's my happy bubble. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have deliberately, or maybe sometimes not even like subconsciously, uh, filled it with pages and people that do inspire and encourage and motivate me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I approach Instagram. But I, I really do as a platform. I love Instagram so much more than Facebook. It's incredible. Like you said, I feel like it's just so much more inspiring and it adds so much beauty to my day. I know Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of people who are very intimidated by Instagram. And I actually know a lot of like, quote, regular moms, just like you and I. So not like the styled Instagram moms, but that actually (laughs) have trouble. Um, they, they, you know, the Instagram is obviously, um, Kodak moments to say that everything is filtered and edited and life looks pretty darn good on that. And I'm actually okay with that. And that doesn't bother me. I see that for what it is. I, you know, and I know when my kids are having meltdowns and my house is messy, I don't need to document that in photos. I want to look back over my own Instagram (laughs) and just see those Kodak moments, those nice pictures with the filter and the sunlight and the house looking clean, because Mm -hmm. I have enough memories of what it looks like the other way. And so (laughs) I don't think that that's at all a fake presentation of my life, but, um, you know, maybe it isn't for everybody else. But I know that there's some women who look at that and think, well, this is just 
you know, fake and then I'm never going to live up to that. But that's actually what I love about it. And I, I have no issue with that. Um, I just feel like it is a happy place too, like you're saying, and I am constantly inspired by the absolutely beautiful travel destinations and yeah, homes and fashion and just love all of it. I still think I prefer Facebook though, because I like the, I don't want to say the arguments, (laughs) The discussion. The discussions. I actually, my favorite thing about Facebook is the articles that my friends post, whether I agree with their beliefs or not. I love seeing that. And whether I engage in a conversation or not, I love seeing what other people um, are into at that moment, not Mm -hmm. just like um, in terms of Instagram with, you know, fashion and decor and stuff. I'm talking about like what they're reading, what they're fighting for, um, what their right. beliefs are. And I like seeing those um, those articles. I like reading from other people's points of view. And I like seeing the discussions that come from that. And that's almost why I'd be willing to let my children on Facebook a little sooner than I would um, some other social media platforms. You know what? You bring up a good point. And when done properly, we were talking about social media as a tool. Uh, Facebook can be very good for as a tool for practicing critical thinking Mm -hmm. because it is somewhere that people feel free to speak what's on their minds and uh, one thing we have lost in our culture I believe is this ability to accept other people's free speech Mm -hmm. as their opinion and I can listen to it and choose to agree or disagree. Absolutely. Like I, I do not have to form an opinion about the person themselves just based on their opinions. Yeah. And right now, there's almost no better place to practice that than on Facebook. Yep. I love it. And I want to encourage my friends and anybody that's listening to not shy away from posting things. Um, unfortunately, I don't see women doing that as much as I see the men that I follow. And it can be ladylike to share those opinions and and to do so politely. I will always defend freedom of speech. And so like, like you're saying, I think that it is a really good place to do that. One of my favorite quotes favorite quotes is that we spent so long trying to not discuss politics and religion that we've lost the ability to discuss politics and religion. And because we were told, you know, I was told that being raised, like when you go to other people's houses for dinner, don't talk about politics and religion. And so now we actually, we don't know how to actually do that in a civil way. There are people that say that perhaps um, comment boxes are from the devil himself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've seen evidence of that, I think, myself. Mm -hmm. So if you're just jumping into comment boxes to fight, that goes contrary to what I'm trying to say here. My point Mm -hmm. is that I think it's important to read these other articles and read other people's opinion and learn how to have that discourse with them. And, And I know you agree with what I'm saying with that. That's great. Um, moving forward, like what advice? I'm curious, um, moving forward, now that you have kind of edited down your groups, mm-hmm. um, what criteria are you going to be measuring the people, pages and groups on social media that you follow now? Like, what is it about them that's um, going to have to be there to make the cut? Well, it just has to help me grow. It has to help me grow as a person. Um, and so I um, you know, I'm not a fool. You're not a fool. Our listeners, are, listeners aren't fools. We know what we should be spending our time with and what we shouldn't. And so, um, I've already really worked at that over actually the last couple of years on my social media. Um, but I'm going to continue to really um, be careful about what I'm following and spending my time 
listening to and reading on social media. So it's just, yeah, things that help me grow. You you have a couple good points, I think, about some criteria that you're going to look at that I think would benefit all of us. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about that as I was going through the groups and what to leave and what I should stay a part of. And um, like you, I think I need to be inspired when I'm online. Uh, for me, social media is a tool that I use often to motivate me, um, motivate me to either become um better as a person, the better version of myself, to use a cliche term, um, and encourages me in putting my priorities in their proper place. And I think that there is a confidence to being able to do that that comes across in your real life. And when there's too many things uh, that I'm trying to sort through, too many voices that we talked about, um, that just makes me anxious. And um it, it makes me feel like I'm simulti- simultaneously failing and um, maybe too self-important right? Yep. Like at the same time. And <laughs> like, what else does that? I don't think there's many other things in life that actually have the power to make you feel like you're failing and self-important at the same time. And so you That's nailed right. it. Yeah. That is absolutely so much pressure to live with day to day. And um, it does not come across well, it just kind of makes me feel like a bit of a basket case. Mm -hmm. And I would like to be a confident person. Um, So if social media is not helping me to do that, uh, some aspect of it, then I, I think we can choose to let it go. Absolutely. And you know what, ladies don't compare themselves to other women. They just don't. They are confident in that Mm -hmm. decision. So as we grow in our and our qualities of becoming a better lady, um, they don't. They don't sit there and, and are critical of their own actions. They are really confident in what they're doing. And so I think that it is possible to be on social media and to stop comparing yourself to the other people that are on there. Okay, Lindsay, let's get to our weekly segment of what we are loving this week. I well, I guess I am loving it. <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reading Jane Eyre. So as I've talked about before, and I'll continue to talk about, I am working my way through the classics this year in my all the old books I downloaded on my Kindle but never read. So I am now reading Charlotte Bronte's epic book, Jane Eyre, and I am actually loving it. I had no idea what it was about, and so I'm really engaged um, in the story and loving it, and I am still loving our show called Line of Duty, a policing show out of Britain. It's produced, uh, it's filmed in Northern Ireland, but it's a British show, and it's on Netflix right now, and it is an outstanding program. We are a policing family, so we did have some laughs in the first episode. There was a few crazy police things, and so maybe a little more critical than other viewers, but um, it has just developed into an outstanding show. My husband and I are obsessed. So Jane Eyre, Mm. a classic. I absolutely love it. And Line of Duty. What about you? Well, I just finished reading the book Educated by Tara Westover, Mm -hmm. and this book has been getting a lot of buzz this year. And Usually I shy away from reading books on bestseller lists yep. uh, only because the genre doesn't seem to click with me often. Um, but my sister-in-law lent me a copy and she told me in no uncertain terms that I must drop everything else that I'm reading currently and finish this book. And I finished it in two days, um, which for me at this stage of my life is something. Yeah, uh, And I could not every 
time I put it down, um, I thought, whoa, that's crazy. So it's the story of this girl who grew up in a very um, kind of an isolated, remote family who her father really believed that the end of days was upon them. And so they were like a bit like prepper Mm. uh, type of family, um, very fundamentalist in their beliefs. And this memoir just chronicles her upbringing and her childhood. And um, she ended up uh, being very educated and going on to school. So the contrast between her childhood and her adult life was very striking. It was a very moving read, and I cannot recommend that enough. So that was Educated by Tara Westover. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Thank you. I want to look into that one. But will it make me regret homeschooling? Is it going to make me think that I'm... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> doing something very no. wrong. Okay. No, their idea of homeschooling and your, from what I see of your homeschool, they are different enough. You will not feel that. <laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> well, it's wonderful. We'll have the happiest birthday and I hope to Thank go out for you. drinks with you soon so we can celebrate without the children. Yes. Um, but yeah, enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Lindsay. You too. Good luck with your Nigella cake. Oh, thank you. And just we want to thank everybody again for listening to us. And if you want to hop on iTunes and give us a rating, that would be wonderful. And you can follow us on Facebook at the Modern Lady Podcast. And that's a a page. Now that is a Facebook page you should follow. That's right. (laughs) I think we do have an Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, we don't post too much right now because we are busy, but it is a good place to keep updated on our podcast. And of course, now to also add to your social media, we have an Instagram account. What is that, Michelle? And you can find us there at, at The Modern Lady Podcast. Thank you so much. See you next week. Bye.